Hello and welcome to the Print Pod. My name is Humra and I bring to you an opinion by Dr. Rajesh Rajgopalan who is a professor at Jawaharlal Nehru University. With the resumption of the Israeli war on Hamas and the Ukraine war showing little signs of ending anytime soon, the United States international commitments are showing no signs of abatement. A good question that countries in the Indo-Pacific should ask is what this potentially means for stability in the region, particularly concerning any potential Chinese adventurism. Would the US be able to handle these multiple crises and continue to deter China, or could Beijing see an opportunity and act on it? It is understandable that as a global power, the US has commitments in multiple regions. China is facing domestic troubles too, which might stay its hand. At least this is what the Taiwanese president seems to think. But this can't be considered as a serious assessment. One can only hope that the Taiwanese president's views do not reflect the country's strategic planning because it is always foolish to assume that such best-case scenarios about your adversary. However, it might also be alarmist to assume that China will see the US's current preoccupation as an opportunity to advance itself in the Indo-Pacific. Beijing's actions so far have been steady but incremental, such as its continuous encroachment against Taiwan and in the Indo-Pacific. There is good reason for such incrementalism or as it is often called salami slicing tactic. It leaves adversaries with difficult choices and allows the perpetrator to make steady advances, reducing the risk of pushback. Also puts the perpetrator in a better situation if circumstances eventually result in a full-blown war. China still retains these advantages and changing tactics now might not be wise. Of course, as a counterpoint, expecting wisdom from state decision makers may also not be prudent. And Beijing under President Xi Jinping, has been particularly strategically inept. Equally, China may just be lucky that the international circumstances turned propitious, just as it was about to embark on a major venture. Going back to the 1962 India-China war, it is unlikely that Beijing planned the timing to coincide with the Cuban Missile Crisis. They could not have known it would erupt. It was a happy coincidence for China and a particularly untimely misfortune for India. Simply put, this suggests that whatever the constraints operating on Beijing, it would not be strategically smart to assume they would stay China's hand. Washington may need to share part of the blame for its current predicament. In Ukraine, President Joe Biden's administration has been so focused on preventing escalation that it delayed the transfer of significant capabilities that might have had made a difference on the battlefield leading to escalation paralysis beginning with artillery systems and going on to ballistic missiles tanks and combat jets the incremental supply of different capabilities meant that ukraine was quite possibly denied an opportunity for outright victory the supply of tanks without supporting combat fighters or helicopters for example meant that the ukrainian summer offensive had no chance to become the wanted true combined arms offensive and the delay in supplying even these meant that the russians had sufficient time to prepare well fortified defenses which ultimately broke the ukrainian offenses part of the fault is in ukrainian and allied training but there is plenty of blame to go around this is not to suggest that washington's concerns about escalation were entirely without merit but early us and western supplies did not elicit russian escalation which should have compelled the white house to recalibrate its strategy instead 
caution continue to prevail, which has now ensured a much longer war and possibly even prevented a clear Ukrainian victory, neither of which is particularly helpful to the US or its partners. As long as Ukraine is unable to win and end the war, the US will be forced to stay committed to Kyiv. And the longer this drags on, the greater the possibility that other crises will arise in other parts of the world that will further strain American capacities, leaving Ukraine to its fate as an even worse option because that would potentially lead to a more unstable Europe and a greater diversion of American attention from the Indo-Pacific. Of course, capability is not all that matters. Willingness does too. That's another area of concern regarding the US. There is little doubt that America is growing weary of its global commitments. And it's a sentiment that is prevalent on both the left and the right side of the US political spectrum, even if they are justified differently. The Biden administration has done a remarkably good job of holding the line on this issue, but has not had the willingness to promote further liberal trade agreements. For example, a clear recognition of what has become permissible and what no longer is within the US political realities. If former President Donald Trump should be re-elected next year, opinion polls appear to give him a slight edge, the situation could become a lot worse. Trump's key advisors in his last administration were generally part of the mainstream of US politics, even if they were conservatives. This time, it may very well not be, which could mean the US willingness to defend the existing order in the Indo-Pacific will likely be open to question and could lead China to test American commitments. Ultimately, there is not a whole lot that the Indo-Pacific powers can do. Unlike Europe, many powers in this region are already ramping up their military capabilities, and there is a limit to how far they can go. It won't compensate for American power. In addition, their willingness to cooperate within the region will likely be a function of Washington's readiness to be an anchor for any regional security order. This is called into question either because of American lack of capability or enthusiasm. The future of the region would be much more unstable and dire than most analysts and governments assume. Thank you for tuning in. For more from The Print, become a subscriber at theprint.in slash subscribe. I'm Humrain Delhi. Tune in every day for more such news and analysis. 